Patriots Weekly Signals. Time out. An audio diary about things that don't belong together. Broadcasting live from Studio A at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, on the campus of UC Irvine. I'm Nathan Callahan. I'm Mike Gaspar. Mike, tell the dog to stop barking, will you? See, just the threat of it. Well, it's a beautiful sunny day here. Is it? In Southern California. Mm. I come right from the underground bunker right into the studio here at KUCI, so I don't... Huh, it's funny. I thought I saw you driving. That wasn't me. That wasn't I deny. Well, it was somebody who has this irritating habit, and I notice it Uh in a lot of people. When they they stop and they think the signal's going to turn green, they start inching forward. Oh, was... Was that person you thought was me doing that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That per- and a lot of people do this. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. You're, you're, you're at a stop. Yeah. The light is red. Mm-hmm. And yet they're moving forward as if there's some sort of anxiety inside of them that they have to jump out and move. What well, it could be. Yeah. Part of the psychology could be that they've been at that signal so many times in their life that they kind of know the pattern. Well, well, apparently they don't. No, they know it's coming. They know that when well, that other... it's turn- coming. It's a red light. Unless we have a power outage, it's going to eventually turn green. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what that is. I don't know if this is, if they think this it is some sort of been race. The, Do you they, think the, that's what... Are they trying to get It might have been that, that that person at that light may have thought that that extra couple of seconds that they could pick up because they were running late would actually matter. But I see this all over. Okay. And I don't... Maybe everybody's running late. Is know. that what it is? It's, and you're not eventually – I find myself when I'm next you, to people like that, I usually accelerate past them. It's it's not that they're really trying to get a jump on anything. It's that they feel that they can't stand in one spot at the same time There yeah, is for very long. Yeah. Now, let me say I think that there is so much aggression in driving now, freeways, street, Well, that would whatever. be your read. And that when you get to a stop, yeah. you're not it, – it, there's some. There's still that angs, angst, anxiety that's related to aggressive driving. You seem to have a, a, a large uh, – a good understanding of this. And that when you – and that you're presented with this, this frustrating moment or two of having to stop. Yes. And it, it, you can't help it. It's pent up inside of you and you want to keep – you just can't pent help. Pent up? It's pent up. You have to stop. I've been racing. I've been speed racing all the way down here. And now I have to stop. Well, why can't you be a 21st century human okay. and accept the the uh, stopping responsibility and use those moments to stop? To stop. You're right. I, if I, and if when, the, when you if go, that was, if that go. Was, if that was me, in fact, is that, that, is that, that, that difficult? That been, I'll, I'm, I'll work on that one in my, the, in my We're like children that way. You in, know, in my it's office. like somebody says, mm-hmm. I tell you what, you yeah. can have the cake mm-hmm. after you finish. Your dinner, and then you and race, the, through, your you race dinner. through your dinner. Yeah, yeah. and, and you causing some sort of cheat. intestinal issues. Yeah. In, along the way, and then you probably don't even feel like having the dessert. Oh yeah, as much if you'd have just had no. a relaxing dinner. No, because that what you feel you've earned. Or if you have you intestinal, you just said you had intestinal anxiety. Some people do. I'm following that up. Yeah. Wouldn't you enjoy your cake more if you didn't have intestinal anxiety? No, because I got to the cake first. That's my point. Why? 
you know, I, I think that there is something to that, and I will incorporate that thought process. That Why that, do you want to be at the, I will incorporate that meme and, into And my really, life. the larger question, yeah. why do you want to be at the cake at all? Well, you brought the cake thing up. No, why, why? Why do you want? Why is it so important? Because we're that you move people. Yes, there's no competition there. There's no comp. You're transferring. Have you been on the highways and byways of America lately? Yeah, and there's no competition there. You turn it into a competition because you follow someone else's boneheaded moves. You're a sheep. Oh, wait a minute, Nate. I've driven with you. Yeah. I've been in the car with it's you. It's about skill, not racing. It's. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if somebody's ahead of me. I know you've been in the car. I don't care if somebody's ahead of me yeah. as long as as they're doing what's reasonable. Okay. I will get around people who are doing things that are unreasonable. Okay. But I don't care if somebody goes. I notice that you, mm-hmm. if you see someone fast coming by, will pull over and make them slow down. No. Yeah. You will. You. You've. You've told me this. In fact, when we interviewed uh, the, yeah, the fellow about, yeah, about traffic, the traffic, I have done that. The, you, I'll, I'll admit, you, yes, I admit that. Yeah, so you want to be a policeman no, and, out there. Talk about competition. I just, I tell you what, if I'm in the diamond lane and someone's going 60, when I have the opportunity, when there's white markers, yeah. I will accelerate past. And, and, and I, when I've done that kind yeah. of thing, it's when I'm going 80 and this guy's coming up on me yeah. at a really high rate of speed and and i feel that there is there is something to as a group and if i do it it's usually two or three cars across the 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 lanes Uh who will by virtue of how fast we're going slow this maniac down who might be going closer to 90 you sound like george bush you sound like you want to you had something else you wanted to talk about the international police there at sometimes I think vigilantism on the highways of America is actually a good thing. So you a little <laughs> bit of of, of van, if, if there's van, a highway patrol uh, officer vigil- listening, uh, can yeah. he okay can he straighten Mike out? Give us a call. F V J four one four. Okay, so in case anybody wants to know, any highway patrol guys happen to see me out there on the road? Uh, Don't you think that someone who is boneheaded enough to be traveling at that rate of speed, either a has an emergency that they need to get to, or B, doesn't care what you do. They just want to get I don't past care you. that they don't care or care. But I you am, should. I am, that's the and point. Me, me and my other fellow drivers are vigilantes for, for about, see, that's the for about 30 seconds. We you, are vigilantes. You assume that everybody's on the same wavelength. I think when you see people going so in, inappropriately fast, that's that up it, to you to, to there, slow there them is down. Something, there is something to that, yes. I do well, believe Well, then, then why... During a high-speed chase, don't the police tell you to form a roadblock in front of people? If they if they put out the call, I'd be right there. I would be a they minute. They don't, though. I would in be fact, a minute they man. Do, they do exactly the opposite. I would be the minute man. They do exactly endeavor. the opposite. In the case of a high-speed yeah. chase, yeah. they advise you to pull over to mm-hmm. the side of the road okay. or to get out of the way of the high-speed chase. And, and more importantly, not to change your pattern of driving mm-hmm. because the person who's going so much faster than you mm-hmm. is relying – on you being where you are. Yeah. I know. And so, once, so, when you try and block so, them, you are destroying that pattern and more likely to cause an accident. So for all of those people who are planning on going 90 miles an hour behind me, yeah, you've been warned. You treat this lightly. When I'm, when I'm scraping your brains off the diamond lane of the Hollywood freeway tomorrow. I hope not. 
Yeah, but when I am, well, I th- that, then then you can you can make those kind of jokes because you will have been that guy coming up behind me at ninety miles an hour. Is no, that what you're saying? No, no, I don't do that. Okay, I just don't do that. I do not come up to people closely. Okay, if I am going ninety, all right, I leave plenty of clearance I, behind I, them, I, and I, I and I have actually the ability. Mm-hmm. To slow down and I, and treat driving slowly I with as much relish me, as I do driving fast. As always, you've given me much to think about, and <sighs> I really appreciate that. You drive me crazy with this stuff. So you're moving. You, you can't stay in one place, and you got to move. There's a song. Why do people? I don't understand. Yeah, I know. I know, and it's ridiculous. Because anyone who's been around for any amount of time knows that adventure is inside, not outside. Oh. No matter where you go, okay. there you are. There you are. No matter, if, you, if, you go to, to, if you travel down to Argentina, mm-hmm. you're no different. Nothing's going on except when you get back, you can say, hey, I've been to Argentina. And somehow, and I don't know why, no matter where you go in the world, if you're not here, Mm-hmm. People, people make say, "Oh, really? Tell me about it." Yeah, yeah. If you you can go into to Santa Ana and get held up, mm-hmm. and, and and tell your friends about it, and people say, "Oh, yeah, it's just, just what happens in Santa Ana," you know, or something like. And I and I yeah. my, my apologies to Santa Ana. Yeah, by the way, you can, you yeah. can be in Costa Mesa and get held up, and mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah, people go, "So what?" Yeah. But you go down to say say you're in uh, Belize. Mm-hmm. And you get held up. Mm-hmm. People go, oh my God! Oh, geez, tell me all about it. What, what's going on? Well, in Belize. In Belize. That, well, they don't even need to have that happen. You just need to tell people you went to Belize. But you're, you're exactly. You, yeah. But anything that goes yeah, on. Yeah. I had a crepe in in Iran. Yeah. Ooh, a crepe. Yeah. See, a crepe. Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh. Yeah. Well, chances are it yeah. didn't taste very good. Yeah. But because you had it in Iran. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a special crepe. I don't understand that. Can someone please tell I, me why that is? I think I'll try to explain the yeah. the mystical, magical properties of travel. Yeah, it is still in the history and development of human beings a relatively new enterprise. Most people in the world have not traveled beyond their borders of their own country. Statistically, most people have not. Yeah, and so it's still there's something almost magical still in some subconscious some sort of way for people to think that you got on, a, on one of them big flying tuna cans and flew across the world and saw something that they'll never see. There's something. But why does it have to be so repetitive? Why does it end up being the bucket list? You know, what, you what mean, do you like, want to do see before you Paris die? Before yeah, I, I want to see Paris. Yeah. As if. Well, that's that's cultural. I, I, I'm with you, and, I, and I, I'm up to a point with you. And that is, the travel is overrated, and wow. I, 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 and the, the idea of where you go is it all depends on where you end up. I think in terms, but in terms of how what you get out of it, it's that there's something about us as human beings. Yeah. Most of us it goes back to the time when people rarely travel beyond their village, and then suddenly they could travel to the state capital, and then they could go to the, the national capital and all of that stuff. Well, you could use that same logic, though, to tell people why we still kill each other. And and then does that justify killing? No. Yeah, you know, we've been killing each other for a long time. And it's mystical. And, and it's, mystical. <laughs> it's mystical. When you see someone else die and, and you're responsible for it, no. it can really change your life. Well, I think there is something. I agree with that because there is something. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's get past that. It's not 
helping things. What, we, would we as, do... as a civilization, yeah. travel yeah. and murder are really not helping things. We're beyond the travel point right now. <clears throat> people, people take two-week vacations in, in Europe just because. Yeah, because they can. Yeah. There's, there's no specific – I'm not against travel to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. But if all you want to do is gawk, stay home. Take care of business at home. Gawk at your own backyard. Gawk at your own street. Gawk at the city around you and do something to make it better. Don't go traveling around the world so you can come back and tell me your lame stories about how you had some fried fish in Samoa. I don't care. You mean like take care of business here? You mean that cooking classes in New Orleans isn't isn't the reason that you that you would travel? Exactly. I have some friends that went to Belize to whale watch a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They they a whole group of them got together, flew down to Belize so they could see some whales. The, now, now, first of all, whale watching, I think, is supposed to put you in touch with the environment. Right. So they just burned a whole gas station worth of petrol to get in touch with the environment. Mm. Seems a little yeah. hypocritical to me. Yeah. Secondly, you could have been in Dana Point at the Whale Festival last weekend. You could have been and, standing and, on the cliffs uh, overlooking Laguna and yeah. done the same, basically. And trying to, yeah. for whatever reason, yeah. help. Uh, support groups that are taking care of the environment here yeah but somehow flying to belize to watch whales or going to galapagos to learn about darwin what is it what does it do i'm i'm at a loss other than it makes you feel that what you're wearing diamond earrings it is it's it's just some sort of superficial crap that people do so they can it, it's part of a socioeconomic I'm better than you thing. Well there I, is there I went is a... to Europe this summer. What did you do? Yeah. Well Hey, I never go to Europe. Okay. Well... I stay home and I do things here because we live in a great part of the world. That that you I completely agree with that part. We le- learning about your own backyard, learning about the the the, the area around you is it can be just as enlightening, as mystical, as as in, as uh, enriching as travel. I know people that live in Orange County that have never been to Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. I okay. Can I relate? I'll relate my travel story. And you can you can comment. Okay. When I was in high school, just out of high school, one year, went to Europe for three months with a couple of friends. It was it was something that changed my life in the sense that I knew there was something beyond Burbank. I learned <laughs> I learned that there was. Now, to me, that was an enriching experience because I had only known Glendale. Had you ever been to South Central then? No, I'd never been to South Central. But I have been to South Central since then. I think that <laughs> something that, ha- it, in fact, does bring to mind in your own mind that there is something beyond your village yeah and again i'm not i don't have a great problem with that i you know i mean it's fine go out and travel a little bit yeah but it's obsessive right now no i agree with a lot of people it's the only way they can they can add value to their life it does validate guess what i'm going to bolivia yeah well ooh, what are you gonna do there uh i don't know i just take it in yeah well, well, 
take in some place that's yeah. near you yeah. and do something. Don't just be some tourista somewhere. You know, it's like so many things in this culture, and, it, and it's not just America. It's all over the world. We have Norwegian cruise lines. We have Canard, uh, Canard cruise lines. We have all kinds of – we have package deals to fly here and to fly there. For $99, you can go to South America and all this stuff. I can't? We, we, we're in the business. It's become a biz, the business of just getting – moving people from one part of the world to the other yeah. for no other purpose than what you're describing. Just so you can come back and say, look at this really cool hat that I got from, from uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah. And in the meantime, well, that's the, that's in the, the meantime, product of it in, all yeah, is, is you yeah. know, a, a bunch of digital photo files right. and a hat. Right. And, you, and you, you spent your time in a four-star hotel. You went from the from your room to the beach and back again and then to the uh, to the the uh, the swag shop. And then you got back on the plane and flew back and yeah. said, I, look, look at this cool picture of me. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and you're absolutely right. And it is, by the way, and speaking of our, our of uh, people we've talked to on uh, Weekly Signals, George Monbiot was very clear about this. Air travel is one of the most destructive things that that human beings are yeah. are, are, are a part of now. It it's, is destroying the the atmosphere. It's nearly as much as if everyone on that plane got in an SUV yeah. and drove there. It's it, not as as bad as that. That's right, but it's nearly that it's bad. Nearly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm with you, except that, and, except you know, for my, and a broader thing, except for my trip. To, yeah, to I know, and that's the thing. That's why, <laughs> and, and I've got to say, that's why I have no faith that we're going to get past this century. Yeah. yeah. People talk about all. The, I, I've hear so many people go on about global warming. Da da da. You know, I'm going to save the whales. I'm going to, yeah. you know, we got to watch. We got to recycle. Yeah. And then. I find out, you know, they've they've just taken their 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 trip to Japan yeah. for no particular reason, right. and and in in two weeks they've burned more fuel and wasted more things than yeah. they could ever hope to make up for. They bought more, through all their recycling yeah. and and all their eco consciousness. I know they bought and, more plastic crap than you can. And it's not just the people that stay in the four star hotels; it's anyone. Yeah. I think it's just an excuse when you when you pretend. That you're you're traveling for some greater good, unless you truly are, unless you've got a job there, unless you're doing something that 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 is is bridging two cultures, yeah. and not some made up thing where a travel agency has put together a plan where it says bridge two cultures and join your friends, when you're literally working to make a, a liaison between two cultures, if you're not doing that. You're you're just burning gas in the sky. Yeah, I, I got one, one last one last take on this for me, and that is, uh, I've gone to a couple of places where if you're inside the bubble, it, it all looks good, it all yeah. looks great. But if you step outside that bubble, that little touristy bubble that you can be in, uh, you end up looking at people who are desperately poor. Yeah, most of the places that people we like where we like to go. Most of the time, people just outside that bubble are desperately poor. Yeah. Now, people will make the argument, well, tourism brings in money. No, it doesn't. It brings in money for the hotels, the travel agents, the, the cruise liner, the airliners, whatever it does. But vir virtually nothing. And I do not like to, to be a part of that machine, of, watch, of, of knowing that just beyond that street, just beyond that block, people cannot afford to put – Food on their table cannot afford to send their kids to. We well, are part of that machine when you live here, and the point is, yeah. is at least here you can spend time to do something well, there about you, it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
You have an end finally for us, Mike? I, I, you know what? I was just ranting when you came in. My end finally today would have to be uh, we should ban the, the uh, any immediate spouses of anybody on the Supreme Court from being participating in racist organizations. We we ban the Supreme Court justice. I think we if they can if they can go to the extent of ruling to allow corporations to take over our electoral system, we should be able to ban them from having an influence on that electoral system. And who's to judge what's racist or not? I'm not going to buy on some of these racist. Uh, you know, what, now, what I, that was my, that was racist. my editorial comment. There's, about there's the, a difference between racial and racist, and I think people no. people confuse that I, sometimes. I, I, and I was th- I was I'll admit I threw that term out there as my editorial comment. But uh, but Virginia Thomas is starting her own little version of a Tea Party yeah. uh, movement or party chapter. And when you have an idiot like Clarence Thomas who hasn't even uttered a question in the time he's been on the bench to ask any any kind of legal question about these very important issues. And we have a woman, his wife, who's who listens to Glenn Beck intently and gleans everything she can from him. Yeah. And knowing that this is going on at the highest levels of our government, I, I'm just troubled, and that's my finally. Well, I'm troubled with your troubles. Okay. There you go. I have an end finally. Okay. Stand in the place where you live. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>